recently on aboard the Opal Star. The crew returned to the ship after a successful series of jobs on Rakura. For the first time since receiving the summons for the mysterious mission, they have some time to sit and process their situation. They discuss at length the possible ramifications of the upcoming announcement the Federation plans to make in regards to the explosion of the Jaeger. The conversation gets dire, and so Tali steps in to provide a pleasant distraction. Right, so, this way to the external guns. And after the external guns, I think I'm gonna have y'all try out the shuttle, see how well you do with that. It's a little less combat, can be combat if we need to. Then, Kai's taking over after that? I don't know. We'll just see how all this goes. So she takes you over to the external guns, which are near the top of the ship. I never actually put them on the map, but they exist. Who wants to be the first one to try one? It's in a simulation room, so it's going to be kind of like whenever you do one of those flight simulators at, like, Dave and Buster's. Kind of like that, but more advanced. And it would be actually, like, realistic situations. Ooh, I'll do it. Okay. Hang on, let me remind myself how this works. That is important. But it's just like a general weapon attack. Oh, okay. Both simple and martial proficiencies. Okay, so you can probably do this pretty well. The place you're going to have a fun time is with the shuttle. So you climb in. It's, it's kind of like a bubble. Tali points out, this is how you aim. This is how you fire away until it lines up. Stuff like that. She's like, okay, gonna start up a simulation. So it's basically we're gonna be shooting asteroids we might throw an enemy ship at you but let's see how you do is this going to go in like combat rounds and turns or is this just an overall how the performance goes it's a test so it's not going to be how traditional ship combat works just because there's a lot more moving pieces and i'm still trying to figure out how that works this is just like sort of a helping understand the mechanics of how to shoot things if there is ever an incident where you need to hop in a gun compartment and shoot things. Actually, before you start, Tali steps out and is like, Now? Time to activate the training simulation. Yes, ma'am. As she goes in, she goes to sit down. She'll kind of flick her hand up and off of the back of her hand, both of uh, heads and tails are going to pop up. She's going to grab them and they're going to stick to the palms of her hands. And she's going to be using uh, amplifiability to help with everything. That's fun. Heads and tails are just too cute. <laughs> they are. They're also super useful, so. Beating how I want to run this to make this interesting story-wise. Typically, it's just like making ranged attacks against things, but... I'm going to change it up since it's a simulation. So the first one is going to be seeing how well you do in an asteroid field. So I'm going to say just roll me a dex check or sleight of hand or whatever dex-related skill you might be good at. This is basically just practicing can you aim and hit asteroids. I'll do acrobatics. You recommended using dice, so I'm going to go ahead and use dice. Digital dice. I mean, it does help when you just use dice <laughs> instead of... Just come up with a random number. That's going to be 17 plus 2. 19? Mm-hmm. 
you do pretty well. It makes a second, like you might miss the first one or two, but you do pretty well at being able to lock on and zap the asteroids. So it's like, nice job. And to bathe in dusters. This is one of my favorite games there. And I love it. I'm so bad at it though. Did so well at that. Let's see how you do at a bigger moving target. So the simulation starts again, and like you can see all around the outside of the ship, and you can kind of see like a bit of the ship's surface. It could be possible if you tried really hard to accidentally graze the ship, but it does feel like a ship that's been designed to make it so even if you have someone that doesn't know anything about how to fire a gun, the gun compartment, they're not going to shoot a hole in the ship. And since I am an engineer, I do have the brain to be like, okay, just stay away from any of that possibility. Yeah. And in fact, if there's a, if there's like an adjustment like limiter on the gun, I might reach over to that and tighten it so that it like there's a bumper right before you could skim the the ship. Just just to make sure. I mean, you're not actually firing anything, but yeah, that's a smart move. It's a good habit to get into. Okay, then something bigger. This time you see it's an enemy shuttle, and so you have two options. Focused aim, you focus attention on a single target and take extra time to tip, blah, blah, blah. So, targeting systems. Attempt to damage or disable one of the operating systems of another ship. Make a ranged weapon attack against a target. On hit, you inflict half weapon's damage and the target's ship technician, blah, blah, blah. So you're going to be practicing hitting the other ship, either with cover fire or targeting specific systems. Question about weapon proficiencies and stuff. With martial weapon profici- proficiency, and is that getting added to this? Does this count as a martial weapon? That is a good question. That's the wrong folder. I... I'm just going to say yes. 21. Okay, so that's going to hit, and roll me a d10 to see what you hit. That's three. Alright, so with that shot, you you take down part of the defenses, and roll to attack again. 18, 19, 20, 22, 22. It also hits. Give me another d10. Five. You also hit the defense. She's just going through the game that she's played before, and she's like, remember to take out the shields first. Remember to take out the shields first. Give me another attack. 20. Dirty 20. Alright, so that does hit, and this time you have taken out their weapons. Hey, good job. I think we're good with that. Giving you permission, so if anything happens, there'll be some assistance from the combat AI, but... Giving you permission to access this. Also, um, this is the first you've ever heard of anything about an AI on the ship. You did hear her talking to Anel before, and there was a response. Okay, not bad. Who's next? I'll go next. Alright. Jump on in, and she gives you the same walkthrough, and the same thing happens again. So, you've looked out the window before, but now it feels more like space is surrounding you a little bit, which could be a tad bit disorientating. And you are also in the asteroid field, so roll me decks. Ooh. Eight. Yeah. 
Merida, she's a mechanic, so she kind of understands things. You have a bit rougher of a time getting the hang of the controls. You miss a lot. You don't hit the ship, thankfully, because I think Farida's adjustment is still active. I left that there on purpose. Yeah, but you don't do quite as well. You do take out a few asteroids. Okay, that's that's fine. We can keep working on this. That's why we have training simulations. Oh, you should have one of Heads and Tails. Which gives you an extra D4. The thing is, like, in a normal encounter, there's no guarantee that she would have that. So it's just kind of like a seeing where you're at kind of thing. So, alright, let's try a bit of ship combat then. So the asteroid field disappears and the shuttle pops up and it's a bit bigger of a target. It's like, okay, so it's going to be a ranged attack. Let's see how you do with this. Thankfully, asteroid fields aren't that much of a problem, but they do make good target practice. I have a question. What are you adding to your roll? Yeah, that was just dex. I rolled very poorly. Do you have proficiency in martial weapons? No, I have proficiency okay. in simple weapons, an auto pistol, a long blade, short blade, and saber. Yeah, it's not going to be the same system of stuff that you've used before. Oh boy, this could go badly. Oh! I rolled a nat 20, so I got a 23. That definitely hits. Roll d10 to see what you hit. 7. Oh, going straight for the weapon system. Smart. Roll another attack. Ooh. Uh, that's a 10. Yeah, that one, it whizzes past. Hey, you got this? Let's try it again. This is why we do trading. I sucked at this too when I started. Actually, I was worse. Mostly because I kept accidentally getting my tail caught in the breathing mechanisms. Ooh. Roll another attack. No. I rolled a two. I got a five. No. At least I managed the weapon systems. Which is good. That one does go by. I was like, okay, that's it's not bad. You just need a little bit of practice. I'll give you give you restricted access and we can update that later so if you if it's an emergency you can but Nell will be doing most of the aiming for you I don't believe we've ever met Nell oh yeah you guys don't have AI where you're from so Nell say hi hello hello Nell and the voice is just coming from the ceiling you look up and there's nothing there. Yeah, Nell is our combat AI. How many guns are there on the ship? Can only one person at a time man the guns? Or are there a couple different places? We do have several different gunnery compartments. It's just this one's easier to set up for the training. And Nell, if it's ever just like a couple of us running the ship, she can take over the guns and the systems. But it helps to have other people, so whatever system she's controlling, she can be more focused on. She's a huge lifesaver when there's, like, three of us running things. Which isn't super often, but it happens, because uh, people get pulled off onto other projects and all kinds of stuff. Nail's cool. She's not super talkative, but she's cool. Mm, okay. You can also operate the ship on her own, but you don't use her for that a lot. That's just a... Uh, all of the shit's gone sideways kind of situation. Right, Anima? Let's see what you got. 
So you get in, you also get the crash course in here's how things work, and you find yourself in the asteroid field, so roll me whatever dex thing you're the best at. Acrobatics. Fuck me, that's a nine. You also have a bit of a rough time hitting the asteroids. That's fine. Just need some practice. These these can take a bit to get used to. Hey, now we know where both of y'all are at, and... And then she pulls up the ship. Let's see how you do against the bigger target. So this is going to be rolling as a ranged attack. Ranged attack using what? You'd probably be using dex. And do you have proficiency in martial weapons? Yeah. You do, so you're going to add your proficiency modifier. A proficiency in, like, everything but grenades. Twelve. That one doesn't quite hit, so... Wanna try it again? That one definitely doesn't hit. I rolled a three. Anima's distracted today. Either that or the Colas Curse is now infected everyone. Oh boy. Okay, looks like we're gonna be doing some more practice. Just have to get used to. That's that's fine. Maybe I just can't hit with ranged weapons. Me, Casey, just can't use ranged weapons for anything ever. I don't think I've ever had a ranged weapon attack hit. You definitely need more work, and she's like tapping along. Restricted access. Nell will be helping with that. And okay, he's ready for a flight simulator. See how y'all handle the shuttle. It will also be a simulation. It'll feel like you're not on the ship, but we're not letting you off the ship quite yet. Because you need the shuttle. It's fun getting it in and out, so we're not going to make y'all do that your first time. Sounds fun. Let's go. All right, down this way. And she takes you down to the shuttle by showing you, like, the actual shuttle. Yeah, it's set to not actually go anywhere, but it does have a pretty comprehensive flight simulator program, so who wants to go first? I'll go. Let's get this out of the way. All right. And she gives you the quick rundown of, like, which buttons do what. And the simulation begins. And she's going to have you navigating an asteroid field just because that's good practice. Roll me dex check and add your vehicle proficiency. And a very vehicle. I don't have... Yeah, roll me wisdom. 15. Alright, so now roll me dex plus your vehicle proficiency. That, uh, well, it's not cocked, but it did go off my surface. Reroll it then. 14 plus proficiency? Yes. 16. It feels a little weird at first, but as you're going through it, it starts to kind of feel more natural and You get a little close to a couple of them, but you're able to make it through just fine, and it feels comfortable. Weird. Okay. Hey, you're doing pretty good at this. I might throw a couple curveballs at you just to see how you react so we can know how much Nell would need to step in. So, roll me dexterity saving throw, plus your proficiency. 22. 
big asteroid comes out of nowhere and you just instinctively jerk and you go right alongside it, not touching it at all. And you get to the other side. She's like, whoa, good catch. You do that again? I don't know. Can I? Let's see. No, I cannot. That's uh, like a seven. <laughs> okay. You're about to crash. You see it coming and you're not quite able to get out of the way. So roll me another wisdom check. Plus nothing, because I don't have any wisdom. Yeah, that's a 19. Okay, then another dex check. Check or saving throw. Saving throw. On an unrelated note, some flight simulators, instead of making an explosion sound whenever you crash, just have a dog bark. Oh my god, please go on my surface. Oh, that's a two. Bullshit, nothing. You just instinctively reach to hit a button and you miss. Right. You miss at hitting the button and you just watch as the simulation just crashes into this asteroid. And I was like, well, I'm sure that was a little tricky, but you almost hit the eject button, which I forgot to tell you where that was, so... <laughs> Did I get closer? Am I, like, on the opposite side trying to hit it? Because I rolled a two plus four, so it's a six total. The seatbelt button, which is next to the eject button. Are you were frantically flinging your arm out. Full intelligence. Three. You're not sure what you were swiping at, but you were trying to hit something for some reason. Why did I get proficiency? Hmm. I don't know. Anima can process the how do I know how to do this later. Anima doesn't know. Yeah, it's always gonna be like, okay, that, that, was, that was still pretty good, though. Just now adjust her settings. You did, pretty, you did pretty well on your own. But just have these adjusted. She's just kind of muttering to herself as she's adjusting things. Okay, yeah, that was actually really impressive. We just need to work on your landing and what to do when you're about to crash. But yeah, who's next? I guess I'll go. Alright, so you get in, you get the same crash course of these buttons do this, and she also does point out which button to hit for, like, emergency ejection if you're about to crash. You have to be about, like, ten feet away from crashing for it to work. Hmm, okay. Roll me dex plus proficiency. Okay, my vehicle proficiency is planetary, but okay. In that case, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, no. Okay, so just dex? It's rough. You you don't crash, but you do scrape against quite a few of them, bump into them. You don't completely demolish the virtual shuttle, but it's probably very quickly. It's like, okay, yeah, you're you're gonna need some help with this. And yeah, it's just it takes practice. It takes practice. You've been saying that a lot today, Tally. Well, to be fair, none of y'all have flown a shuttle before, have you? It's not an easy thing. Anime, you did really well. I'm very lucky. Always thought that you've done before at least once. Alright, fair, it's your turn. Right. I don't need to roll, like, death saves. She only did that to Anima because Anima was doing all she thought. She was, like, trying to gauge where y'all are at. Also, Ferda, since you have no vehicle proficiency, uh, you might start with the disadvantage. 
since you've never driven or flown anything before. At least for the practice. Oh, where'd the D4 go? Don't worry. I have D4s in a pill bottle. Okay, so that's going to be without adding any... Oh, with disadvantage? Mm, that's a thing. Sure, still high. That's going to be a 14. Alright, so you do pretty well. You have a couple of scrapes against some of the asteroids. You have to focus really hard. As you've, like, it's very foreign to you, so it's a, it's a little stressful, but you do pretty well. That's, yeah, it's pretty good. Took a little stress there, though, so I'm not going to throw any big boys at you. But yeah, that, that wasn't bad. She's typing stuff into the panel and be like, okay, got your stuff updated. And she takes a couple seconds to kind of explain how to set up a time and then set up practice if you want to do more in, like, your off hours to gain proficiency. Uh, one of you may not have to. Which I can only see Victor's face right now. Everyone else is dancing squares, and it kind of makes me sad. <laughs> that was the best response to that. For a glorious success dance. <laughs> That's it. From Helltaker. So she's like, okay. Pretty good starting place. Not bad. She has it set so you have the appropriate level of combat AI taking over whenever you have to take over things. So Nell is not just, for lack of a better term, let's say bound to the main ship. They can also sort of remotely pilot the shuttle. Yeah, anything that's integrated into the ship's systems. Okay. It's not super common to have a combat AI that well, can also operate on shuttles, but Vector had some pretty clever people working on it, and she was actually kind of clever with getting some technology things to work herself. She says it's something she picked up from an old friend, and she's also, her parents helped her find some people to help make it happen. Nell's pretty great. I haven't decided on a voice for Nell, otherwise she would talk more, but... So do we maybe want to take a little bit of a break or because I think next up is combat practice with Ty. It's gonna, he's just seeing how y'all do with some of that hand-to-hand combat. Well, I'd say I'll probably do a bit better in that than in these so far, so. Yeah, hand-to-hand combat against the seven-foot-tall lizard. He's a big boy, so he's tall and kind of buff, but he also does usually walk around in a t-shirt. You've yet to see him in armor. Ick, or tile meet y'all in the training room. I have stuff to go do. I'm gonna go check on, um, Daria. Yeah, that was fun. I know if y'all ever want to practice other stuff again, because kind of fun. And she just ampers off, leaving you guys alone to find your way to the training room. You can either go straight there or take a bit of a break. Do either of you feel like you need to take a break, or...? You would just want to head out. Let's go. All right. Yeah, so you guys head down, and when you go into the training room, you see a lot of the stuff. It looks like everything's been cleared away, but really it was just... I set everything to clear the space. So you walk in, and he's just standing in the middle in his usual, like, black pants, white cut-off sleeve shirt, arms folded, and it's like, well, it's ready for hand-to-hand combat. Who wants to go first? Well, Magic just... See how well you can handle yourselves in a fight. I need to get ready. I'm If I'm going to get into a fight and I have time to prepare, I will prepare. Take your time. 
magic has no room in an aspiring match. Also, this is probably the first time y'all realize just how tall he is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see. He's only like six inches taller than Anima. He's like a good seven foot tall. Yeah, Anima's six foot six. To the rest of you, it's just like tall. <laughs> to the rest of them, it's gonna be Clash of the Titans when they two get out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm wondering, how tall are the cash usually? That's a good question. I don't remember. I'm trying to scroll down. I'll look up how tall Prometheans are, because I have a feeling that they're also not standard. I thought Prometheans probably about the same size as, as most humans. I don't remember if I have height for Spectra. It's trying to load... I do not, and I do not have her at the appropriate level, but I will fix that later. Broke down her height. She's 5'5". Five five. She's actually just slightly shorter than I am in real life. Kesher only four and a half to five and a half feet tall. Never mind. Well, they're tiny. You have yet to fight something as tall as Ty. <laughs> He's just standing there, arms crossed, looking kind of relaxed. Big beefy boy. Beefy boy. So I'm guessing we're doing this without weapons? No weapons this time. We can spar with weapons later. Alright. I guess I'll go first. He just uncrosses his arms like, alright, hit me. So, roll to attack. How are you going to go about attacking? I don't know that I'd want to attack first, but... (laughs) Let's see. From the posture, it's like, He's just trying to, like, gauge how well you do, so he's gonna be more defensive. Trying to see if there's anything I can do. My low d20 rolls have made me nervous. I would say Ty has not taken a turn in combat, yes? Yeah, no, he's just waiting for you. Cool. I get advantage, then. Just to clarify, we're not trying to kill Ty, okay? Yeah, no, no, it's unarmed, but again... My D20 rolls have been bad the past, like, for the training, so Alexis is nervous. I mean, it also does fit with how good, like, with how much experience you would have had with that kind of stuff to begin with. I'm glad I have an advantage. That was a one. Oh, my. I rolled a two. (sighs) What do I roll? What do I add? Be plus strength. Yeah, it's a two. You swing and he just steps out of the line. It's like, mm, not bad. Focused. Try right, again. Alright. I'm guessing I can only do that once, so just one moment. I'm gonna have to get an online roller because that was the good dice that I have that betrayed me. Again. I love how paranoid we all are about our dice. I just rolled a three, so I think that paranoia is warranted right now. If you could make an argument for having it be Dex, it's like being able to just like hit him. I can allow that. Okay. I would say, yeah, I could say I'd do something acrobatic to jump to the side or something to get better aim, but either way, that's a six. He once again dodges out of the way. Not a lot of spunk, but you tend to telegraph your punches. All right. Should we try one more time? So I tried doing with acrobatics again, and that time I got a 12. So I did improve. That hit does land. It doesn't do a lot of damage, but it does land. It's like, 
There we go, that's better. And then, let me a deck save. I can do that. Maybe. That's a nine. I rolled a four. Ooh. Yeah. With your arm still extended from where you punched him, he's gonna grab it and sort of like twist it around to where like he has his arm wrapped around you and be like, are you gonna get out of this? So you can either roll strength to break out, or if you have like another sort of attack you could think of to do. How does Vi want to get out of this? He's not like holding you particularly tight. It's not like he's squishing you, but he's also not moving. Admittedly, Vi's first reaction would not fall in line with the intention of this. Maybe don't stab to Ike? I mean, that would have been the reaction. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's in character, then it can happen. You said it wasn't, like, crushing? Yeah, they move pretty quickly, but panic kicks in a little bit. But if you want, you could roll insight to see how much of the fight or flight kicks in. Yeah. I, I, mm, I'm trying to think. Because betrayal on all sides by my dice. Let's try this again. Oh, 22. Why? Why do you do this to me? Sorry, continue. Because the dice don't want you accidentally kill it, trying to kill my NPCs. You have a split second of panic, then you're like, you know, Ty, he's not going to try and hurt you. You know, he's just doing this as sort of like a teaching training kind of thing, so. Okay. You do not feel like you need to stab. Okay. I have a question. Doing a bonus action disengage would not be helpful in this, would it? You are considered grappled. You cannot just disengage from a grapple. That's why I wanted to check. Uh... You can hit him somewhere you think it might hurt. You can try and push your way out. Any number of ways you could break out. I'm trying to think of a dexterous way to do this, because my strength is not great. So he's got both arms around me? He has one around you, and he probably has one of your arms kind of like awkwardly around you, but your other arm is free. And I could, if you are doing like a more targeted attack where it's like attacking specific places, you could argue dexterity. Okay. I could try to hit the arm that he's using, hit the shoulder of that arm in such a way to sort of release. I mean, I'd be a little harder to get to unless you're like, trying to smack your head into it. How tall are you again? 5'7", so yeah, never mind. He's bending over, so you are not lifted up off of the ground. There are other potentially sensitive places you could try. Yeah, but... He's a lizard, they're probably inside. Yeah, no, that I think I wasn't gonna try that. <laughs> oh, how about are one of his ankles near my feet? Where I could sort of kick him to get his balance get him off balance? Yeah, you can. Okay. An arm strike and I'll let you use Dex. Thank you. Okay, so it'd be D20 plus Dex, correct? Yes. And plus whatever you get for unarmed strike, which... I don't know if I get anything for that. 
it might be just typical proficiency. Sounds right. Okay. I mean, okay, plus proficiency, that's an 11. I rolled a six. Like he's not wearing armor, so that does, and it's like, hmm, that's a good move. Maybe a little more oomph behind it, but yeah. He's gonna let you go. How much experience do you have with hand-to-hand? In a mutually agreed fair fight? Some. Just in general. Mutually agreed fair fight? (laughs) That's the best way I could put it. Tom, it's been a little bit of time since the last one, but I do have some experience. It's just, I guess I'm getting rusty. It's all right. I also have the advantage of being a little bit bigger than you. He says towering over you. You have some good skills we could continue to work with. Let's see how the others do. All right. Fair enough. Try and see if you can hit the giant lizard. She actually takes off the cape that gives everybody disadvantage on hitting her. Thanks. Because she's kind of fighty. She actually drops heads and tails on the cape, which is sitting nicely on a bench somewhere. And they're watching. You can hear their small clapping. <laughs> they look a little sad at first. No, they're they're cheering. They're they're hyped. They know that Farida likes to get in fistfights. <laughs> She just doesn't win very often. Okay, this should be fun then. So, she's going to walk slowly straight at him. And she's going to take the dodge action. He's just standing there. He's not making any move to attack. Oh, she just walks straight up to him then. Puts her hand on where his abs are. And is selling the performance of, um, but this isn't how a fight works. And in the meantime, she's put her foot behind his ankle and is just going to shove him and try and knock him over. I guess that would be a strength contest? Maybe. I don't know how much surprise there is. I don't know how distracted he is. Roll the one. Good. See, it turns out that the distracting face really helps. She's also going to use maximum effort, so you'll see that her muscles bulge a little bit. And she does a 12. Not a whole lot, but the surprise is really the biggest part of the chess move there. Yes, he was very confused by that, and so he just falls backwards on the thumb. Not bad. Sticks back, puts up her hands, and is like, well... Only a deck save. 16. He rolled an 18. He spins around and swipes out with one of his legs and knocks your legs out from underneath you on the floor, and I'm now, I'm now also on the floor. Fun. Yeah. He's gonna stand up and then let you stand up. And he's gonna let you make the next move. He's in the, the evil back standing there stance. Gonna do the same thing. Prepare the dodge action for six more seconds. He's just waiting to see what you do. Yep. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And he's got things he can do. After a couple seconds, he's going to try and fail to... Until the start of my next turn, any attack rolled made against me has disadvantage if I can see the attacker. Roll the four, it doesn't matter. Nice. It whizzes right by your head. That was kind of funny, wasn't it? 
You can't hit me. That's allowed. Let's be texting your reflexes. I'd say I've, I move out of the way of your fist, so I'm guessing that's a good start. As she skips around to the other side of the mat, away from him again. You start to skip away, and he has a quick jab to the stomach. Not enough to cause any damage, but he just got quick jab to the solar plexus. It doesn't feel great. Was it with disadvantage? I rolled a 19, and then I rolled a 20, so... Yeah. You're a little winded, because that was right in a place where it hurts. Now this is getting fun. And she's gonna prep dodge again. See, the thing about being the ranged, non-frontline character in a fight is that the best way to survive a fight is to not get in a fight. Not get hit. Yeah. So she's looking for an opening of some kind. As she's doing a variety of dodges. He's not aggressively pursuing this fight. It's just kind of like he's testing to see how you do with things. So he's gonna wait for you to attack next. And she's gonna wait patiently for him to try. But one of the martial arts does this, where they are always the second to strike. And if you put two ma- grandmasters of the same style in the ring, they'll just sit there and look at each other for as long as the spectators are willing to wait. <laughs> so she's following that line of strategy because her skill is not in aggression. It is in being tactical. You've definitely got some skill, especially considering you're not a typical frontline fighter. It'd be fun to spar more with you in the future. If you get into enough play fights, you can start picking up some stuff. That's true. Cinema. And just show me what you got. And he's just going to stand there and wait for you to hit him. All right. Natural 20. That hits. It hits him real good. Where are you hitting him? Because you're probably the one of the few that could actually hit him in the face if you wanted to. Hmm. It's a good question, but I'm going to try and hit him in the diaphragm, not the wind out of him. Oh, with a 20, you definitely do that. He just staggers back and is like, Okay. And he's going to go to attack you. And miss, because he's not used to getting hit that hard. It's not his best attempt at throwing a punch. Would, would you like to do another attack? Yep. What am I using? Plus my strength? Yes, this would be an unarmed. I don't think I have proficiency in unarmed. I don't think warriors get that. I guess you could argue with all weapons, you can. You are good at punching things. It just says simple and martial, but the only things that aren't simple or martial weapons are, like, grenades. I actually looked it up. It mentions in the melee attack section of the manual that you're automatically proficient with unarmed strikes. Good to know. All right, so... I will add that... After he failed to hit you, you kind of notice it looks like something in his scales shift. It's like he's hardening his scales. Because, ow. So the next time it hurts less. That's a 16 to hit? That also hits. But you notice it feels like his scales are harder now. And it doesn't seem to hurt him as much. Oh, not bad. I should have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I actually write down what that no dang it. So I'm like, he has a thing he can do, but I forgot to put down what die that is. So yeah, um Matt Hanwave and say he just keeps rotating around practicing different things, taking techniques and so forth. And after a bit, you all feel very tired and just a little sweaty. I mean Ferret is probably doing a little better than everyone else. High constitution, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have... As more of a joke, as more of a meme. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I can keep on going at this all day. What up? Bring it. <laughs> yeah, so it, you all feel kind of good. It's been a while since you've sparred like that. You're welcome to continue sparring with him and maybe learn new techniques and so forth in hand-to-hand combat. Ways to break out of different grapples and so forth. And after a while, there's an announcement over the intercom. Hey guys, I don't know if y'all are still sparring or what y'all are doing, but it's dinner time. That's a good idea. Especially after I like that. I've missed sparring with people. Yeah, it's been fun. You notice like his scale seemed to shift back and he bows his head to all of you and starts heading towards the mess hall. I guess everyone's just going to the mess hall unless someone else wants to do something else on the way. Okay, I'm going to take that as a no. No, we shook our heads. <laughs> that won't come up because it's audio. Everyone but Victor is dancing squares right now, so... <laughs> and Victor's just being weird <laughs> over his little corner. As he does. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the training didn't take super long, so it's lunchtime. So you all shuffle in, and you notice Ollie is very distracted by something on her tablet, and Spectre seems kind of distracted as well. What's up? Oh, uh, yeah, um, Vi, you remember that announcement your friend told you about? How fun. Yeah, has it come out? Oh, she types a couple of things, and couple different news feeds that you kind of recognize as being from the Federation pop-up. And y'all are officially declared dead, and there's going to be an investigation into serious circumstances. Hmm. There's a lot of chatter going on. It's hard to keep track of any of it. Vi, are, are, are you checking to see if you've heard anything new? Yeah. Once she says that, yeah. You just have a single message from your mentor. Anyone else, it would look completely mundane, but it translates to, I'm fine, but I'm going to ground. And there's also basically a version of an emoji at the end that to you means switch to our encrypted communication for a while. I would switch to the encrypted and then send a quick message of okay, let me know if there's anything I can do to help. Safe so far. Moving to new location. More details later. You're used to whenever he's in the middle of something, he gives the short responses, but he doesn't give any of the codes that says he's not actually okay, so how are the rest of you reacting? They're covering the names of the people. Everyone's name but Anima. They're not even using a picture of you. It's just like engineering Ashen Guard. Hmm. Offensive as ever. Offensive or intentional, however you want to 
see it. And Farida, it's interesting for you because this is the first time there's ever been media like covering you. They're talking about how you were trying to make a name for yourself. So it's such a shame that she never really got anywhere with her career. She worked really hard, but never quite made it. And it's just such a shame that a career is cut so short. And on one of the channels, you actually see they're talking to your parents. That's, that's too close. Who is it? I'm writing their name down. <laughs> it just appears to be a random journalist. And your parents... They do seem upset and confused about something. Are they faking it? Have they already heard from me? Roll insight. That I can do. And you can roll with advantage because it's your parents. Seems reasonable. Also, that dice is garbage. I'm going to throw it away. You're just burning through the dice over here aboard the Opal Star. <laughs> Um... Jess has completely forgotten what number she gave herself, because I didn't write it down anywhere. 1335. Hey! I don't know why I remember that, but I think that's it? That sounds right. 13. That was with advantage, though? I mean, yeah, but I also rolled a bit early the first time. Nah, yeah, it's with advantage. 13. Could I roll insight with my mentor to think, like, would he have sent the message... Immediately. You can also ask him. That is a true statement. Continue with Farida first. Farida, I don't know if your parents are normally reserved or emotional people. You can decide that. Quite emotional. Very emotional. Like, the, the father wants to keep his emotions in check. He does that, but he's really just a soft, cuddly teddy bear. And will probably... <laughs> well, she picked up her acting from somebody, didn't she? Yeah, so they do seem upset, but you feel like they would be more upset if you had died in a fiery explosion. How much attention are you paying to that in particular versus all the other news feeds? That's top priority, actually. The moment that I see that float across the news feed, I'm like, get everything else out of my way. What is this? I need to know more. They do mention something about having to reach out to family to make plans for stuff and how the only person that they've been able to contact recently that they've heard from is your dad's brother. I have a feeling my next song is going to be an acoustic one singing out to Uncle Freddy. You don't know exactly how much they know or like what else going on. You get the feeling they probably know something. Or at least they're just desperately hoping that somehow they're not dead and you see that. And with how some of the stuff is phrased, it's in the come home message the don't come home or the do when they mention you're in touch with the uncle but he got very very upset because he's a bit of a heavy drinker and he heard the sounds of like something crashing so like anytime you heard mention of uncle freddy's a little drunk that was your stay away from the house Okay, so a question about my now multiple accounts, because, of course, on a fan site, I want to have a fully incognito account that's named something that has nothing to do with me. Is there a way for me to send a message to someone in the Federation from outside? Do I have a way to do it myself? I don't know if the Federation servers reach that far. Do you have any, any fake accounts that you can reach out to people through the Federation to? 
through the shadow net or the light net? Shadow net from outside, then light net from inside. I could probably do that, yeah. Can we have a random stranger send my parents the incognito song? Okay, I can try to do that. Because that thing has a timestamp. Yeah, I can probably try to do that. Cool. Do it on a burner account that you don't mind not existing on for a hot second. Someone random that can't be followed because they don't exist. I imagine you have like one or two that exist just so you can do stuff on a thing where it doesn't need to exist anymore after that. Well, you know, getting multiple Netflix uh, trials going, you know, you have like four (laughs) or five Gmails like that. (laughs) Yeah, so I'll send it to him. Along with a message, this one isn't for Uncle Freddy. (laughs) Okay. Do you want me to send the lower quality one? Yeah, the low res. They'll recognize my work. Because they're probably most of your downloads. Yeah. On the Federation side. On the Federation side, definitely. (laughs) While they were probably all of your downloads. At least a good chunk of them. So you do that, and are you saying anything else to your mentor? I have a question. The photos they showed of us, they weren't real photos of us except for Anima. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, it might not have been the best quality photos of you. Yeah. And I imagine any pictures you had out were altered just slightly enough to where to mess with any sort of facial recognition the Federation has. Just paranoia. Yeah, that definitely paranoid enough for that. Okay. Her nose is a little different, face is like maybe a little fuller, like slight differences, and that's where like that looks like it could be like your sister or something. I was thinking along the lines of the vines, where they can like squish their face in certain ways, push their face in, or like make their face really square, and that kind of thing. But Vilina has an entire gallery of them in her computer of just hundreds and hundreds of the same picture that have each have been modified to ridiculous extremes. Just enough. Never trying to be realistic. But the jaw, like, goes down to here for some reason. The nose is bulging, occupying most of the face. Like, if anybody were to actually fall for it, you'd be like, wow, you fell for that, didn't you? Yeah, like, congrats. That's more of the ones you leave to screw with people. This one looks, like, vaguely like you-ish, but any sort of facial recognition, if it was comparing the two, it'd be like, this isn't the same person. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I would message my mentor real quick, checking. Were you able to send that message? Yes, I was. I wasn't able to do much before media got there, but I have something in the works. It might take some time, but I'm working on it. Okay, let me know if there's anything I can do to help from outside, but definitely is not safe to come back. No, stay away. Stay safe. Only if you're going to. When am I ever not? Now would not be a good first time for that. Don't worry, kid. I've been around the block a few times. I'll be alright. I go dark for a bit, but be back in a few days. Okay. Just because you know whenever he's relocating after the heat gets turned up a lot, he will go radio silent for a couple of days until he's found a new place double check to make absolutely sure no one can track anything. Well, Ferda, 
my mentor was able to send your parents a message. She wasn't able to do much beyond that, but I'll send them the song. Great. That'll be at least a confirmation that this is not all BS. Or at least that this is all BS on the military's part. Though we will need to wait a little bit to move them, because now public eye is on them. Annoying, but Mm. soon enough the news cycle will move on. I'd like to check, if I can real quick, to see if there's been any reactions on Farida, like the news that Farida has died on either side, to see if anyone says anything about that, or does anything. Definitely type my name into the search bar and type in death after it and just hit enter and just see what what comes up. On the Federation side, there's a lot of talk about, oh, how tragic. Small town girl just trying to, like, make a name for herself kind of stuff. But it all feels very, very generic. And there's a lot of people like, oh, how sad makes you realize how short life is. And it doesn't seem like anyone is particularly, like, actually upset, but there's a lot of, like, oh, how sad. Maybe we should create a fund to help other young Promethean girls who are trying to make... <laughs> that face just was the exact reaction I was going for. It just, it's a lot of people... Oh, there's a tragedy. Bam, back in time! Also, your downloads have gone up a little bit on the Federation side. Oh, how nice. Did I get any money out of that? You're dead, remember? No. <laughs> That's fair. No. Actually, in seeing the news, I'm like, hmm. Because there is a social media account on the Alliance side for Farida the Musician. It's like an official Twitter thing that's run by somebody. So this is like just breaking. Yeah, but I know that this social media account exists and I'm like, hey, bye. I have a dumb idea. You know that helmet I've been working on? Yeah. What if we, we cut a little promo with the helmet in the dark with like a little bit of like backlight. You can see like the silhouette. You can see like the design on the front and hack that account, hack my account and just post it. It's like this dark poster. It just says the word soon at the bottom in neon lettering in some capacity. And it just has the helmet. I love this. It just confused the hell out of some people. After they post the death thing. Because they will, probably. I mean, we can definitely prepare it. But yeah, I would want to see if they actually do post the death or what their reaction is. Start by figuring out who it is. Because maybe instead of doing a full hack, we can soft hack, communicate to whoever this person is that runs the social media account, and then be like, hi, so I'm not dead. I am me. Hello. You've never seen me in person. Hi. Let's be friends. Also, I have this sweet promo I want to drop on the social media just to make everything explode. Yes, the marketing person over a future tracks. It's absolutely going to let you do that. Sorry. Well, if they're individuals, individuals can be spoken to and bribed and or befriended. I'm a big fan of befriending people to infiltrate. Yeah, we would just need to be careful. They would probably be also concerned about job security, and so the idea of a person taking a bribe, even a bribe of one of their clients. Well, that's why I want to go the friendship route before I go the bribe route. Before we go hardy legal, I want to be like, 
favors first. If that fails, then we'll find another way to do it. But still. Well, even then, they could get in trouble for... Not getting it approved. Yes, the non-approved material. Well, then we can just hack them. They can only blame exterior evil forces. Yeah, that would probably be better. But still, I want to at least communicate to this human being. Well, humanoid. Because who knows? Maybe they are halfway decent. I have no idea. Never spoken to them. I have no idea what to assume. Another thing we'd have to be careful of is that if you do reveal yourself to them, would they tell ahead of the music label or whoever's in charge? We still don't know who brought your music over here. No, we don't. I'm, I'm not operating as, as if I know. I am running through what I know of the music industry in the real world. Usually the social media kind of stuff can be run through a PR firm. Usually handled by people that are not being paid enough in the first place to do what they do. So... My idea is that, even though this is a very big company, I also happen to know that they are behind nine of the top ten musicians that sell in the Alliance. So, they're not missing out on any money if we mess with them a little bit. And besides, I'm not seeing any of the money in the first place, so, they owe me. Fair point. I want to reach out to whoever this is, because I'm also pretty certain that it's not one person. But I bet you that there's at least one underpaid person who would be able to give us the passwords. I now have to create staff members. (laughs) They could be no-face NPCs. They don't need names and characteristics, necessarily. Do you still have your searches pulled up, or have you put that away? Like, your tracking stuff? Probably still up. I think it was, like, right after I mentioned the parents that my mentor got the message to Farida's parents. Farida came back and was like, hey... On the thing where you're tracking stuff with Farida's music, you get a ping of, like, someone saying the video. It's Alliance side, but what sticks out is you then see it looks like they're frantically going through all of the other stuff, quickly lighting up several other conversations. And when you try and follow, usually you can at least get a vague username. There's nothing on this dude, and then he just disappears behind a firewall. And you can't even begin to crack. Charlie, what do you know about firewalls and how to get through them? Sometimes they're pain in the butt and it takes a while. I didn't hear I can't do it. That's my line. <laughs> Someone from the Alliance side just saw this. Okay, from my searches on seeing how fair a song sort of leads into the Alliance. Also, the person downloaded a copy of it before they disappeared. So what this user did, which was very odd, is they saw the article, they downloaded a copy of the song, looked at other conversations surrounding the song about the song, and then disappeared behind a firewall. That seems very suspect to me. Yeah, that's sketchy. Here, give me, let me see that. On the goggles. She almost has to put them on herself, but really. Like, let me, let me transfer that. Okay, also, I really want one of those now. <laughs> they are very useful. Inspector just looks over. I wanted to give you a pair a while ago. Yeah, but I didn't see how cool they looked when you offered them. She just shakes her head and goes back to... She's in typing away at a tablet, occasionally taking a bite of food, but she's like... It seems to be in the middle of like five or six different conversations. 
I think I have some crafting to do, so I'm going to go over and head to the workshop. If you want to come along, that's great. I'm going to start getting to work on at least the visual aspects of this helmet. Mm-hmm. I think that we have some discarded armor somewhere, right? Yeah, I was going to use that for spacewalks, but we have all kinds of stuff scattered around somewhere. I'll get some pieces together and make it look believable. It's not going to be a functional thing, but we need to cut this promo soon. Time flies. So I'll see y'all in a hot second. And as she's walking out, she pulls heads and tails out, flicks them up, and then they start flying next to her. And you can see that she's pulled up the computer. She hasn't even waited to get to the workshop yet. She's already pulling up like a 3D schematic of it. She's sizing it, changing things. She's like, okay, this is all technology stuff. Plucks it out of the thing, tosses it off to the side. She's breaking it down to the absolute bare minimum to make a picture of the headpiece, not necessarily focused on the mechanics of it. So you're doing this while you're walking, right? Yeah. Roll me dex, just straight dex. I was wondering. I mean, it's relatively transparent. That's going to be a 21. Aww. You don't trip over anything, you don't bump into anything, you just walk straight down the middle and know exactly where you're going. You get the sense that she's done that before with, like, music and stuff. <laughs> Whenever she gets a creative idea, she has to go immediately and follow it, chase it down. And more than once, it's been, like, at a military base. And she's like, fuck, I need a quiet spot to go work on music. But I can't, like, I, I'm going to lose it if I stop now. So she's, mm-hmm. she'll be working on stuff while walking. It helps to have a transparent computer. I just this is like, watching as you just, like, how does she do that? A lot of trial and error. Eyes in the back of my head as she's manipulating it, moving it around, changing size, sizes. I have seen her trip before. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping she would. Is that terrible? I mean, <laughs> Anima, how are you handling this? All they've said is that it's an investigation, right? Yeah, they're investigating the circumstances behind this like tragic explosion. There's some talk about Shadow and the, the absolute tragedy of loss of her AI. Ashen Garter kind of dime a dozen a bit, but it's not often you have, like, a full-on AI. Yeah. Okay. Sure. At some point, Spectre's gonna be like, well, I'm not exactly sure why they're doing what they're doing here, but interesting to see what they do next. Are you all doing all right? My mentor had to go to ground for a little while, so... As long as he's safe, that's good. Yeah, he is. Almost as a response, you hear music start to play from the workshop. (laughs) Spectra, if worse comes to worse, and we need to get some people out of the Federation, is there a way we can do that? There are some ways. It's tricky, though, and a lot of the people who do that are difficult to talk to and difficult to trust. I can think of one that I might possibly trust, and I really don't. I just realize I'm giving her Maria's voice. Because, like, at this point, Maria's like, Yes, we do know one, but yeah, he's fun. Congratulations, you're all dead. Life is never dull on this ship. Hope you're all doing well. I need to get back to sifting through Sinfred's data. 
if you need to be get someone to message me. And she just puts her plate in the sink and walks off. Spectra, if it helps, it would be probably max of three people. So let's make it easier, but I'll see what we can do. Because setting up that kind of thing is not an easy thing, because it has to be very under the radar. It's something that I think we should start planning now, in case we need to do it. I'll see what we can do about setting up some of those communications, but it's also going to be expensive, which good news is, is I may have found a possible job that could help pay for that and a bit more, too. There are certain vaults that are discovered every now and then that have rare items in them, and I, one of my contacts in the archaeology community has let me know that there's possibly another one that's been found. It's actually a Belair vault. Hmm. They used it to store bits of the technology, and I have someone that I can talk to about and see about getting early access. Get there before everyone else is, get in, get the treasure, get out, and figure out what to do from there. As I'm feeling this, and she points to the news outlet, is going to make things more complicated. Yeah, I, I feel that this is just the beginning. Uh, it's been complicated since we all got that job summons. Yes, and it's only getting worse. Yes, so hopefully with this involved we'll be able to get enough money. It'll give us time to get in touch with some contacts who may be helpful. She's just kind of like massaging her temple with one hand and she's like typing away at her six different conversations on the other. Should be able to reach the planet my contact and I are meeting on and sometime tomorrow get the information we need and get this vault. Having the money we can get from whatever's in there would be incredibly valuable for whatever we're trying to do. I don't know. My mentor might have thought of something, but figures better safe than unprepared. Exactly. Guess we can take a break from combat training stuff. We've got a lot of research to do. I'd be able to also find a faster route to get to my friends so we can get the move on on that. Do you have any idea how long this investigation could take? There's no telling, because there's no way this could be anything other than a sham. It was someone from the Federation who placed the explosives. It's just someone that's playing a game. Don't know who it is or what their goal is, but... Are we the opposing side? Are we simply pieces on a board? It's all depends on who's playing the game and whether it's what game it is. You think there's any way we can find that out? Possible, but there's no guarantees. I'll start going through what all we've collected while we were undercover and see if any of my friends or any of the devices we implanted will give us anything. Yeah, I can't really do much on the Federation with my mentor being grounded, but any lead would be helpful. So I'll have to see what we can find. One day things will be less complicated, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. 
just some muttering under her breath. I was hoping for a break after that mission, but I guess we're not getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> We've reached the wrap-up point of the session, but if there's anything else anyone wants to do or talk to or talk about... I think Vi's not happy, too slightly nervous about her mentor grounding himself, but there's nothing she can do on this end, so. The way he phrased it, he was doing is kind of more of a precaution. He was already kind of on alert, and then this happened. He's like, okay, I'm gonna disappear now. Okay. It's like, and I disappear, just fading into the darkness. Also, I do have a question. Anima, have you told Tali or anyone about the new stuff you've remembered? Since she's also looking into that? I know you told Vi and Farida, but I don't know if you told Tali. I can't remember what I have and haven't told Tali. She knows about the mark, she knows about what you remember, but you haven't told her about any of the stuff you remembered, like, yesterday. So I swear that I wrote down Dottie and all that, but I can't find it. It's like 5.30, so we'll just... I told her the things that I remembered. Except for the hair thing. I didn't tell her that. About the memory of the faceless person braiding your hair while your arm was injured? Yes. Dottie's probably more of a nickname, but that is some more details. I'll add that to the stuff I've got going on, see if any of my friends are works with an Eldori scientist named that goes by Dottie. We'll figure this out, I promise. Just a lot to figure out right now. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Toiber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Vilina Sorel the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. Travelers, seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of. Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more. Or you could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do about I need that to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar.
Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks.